Welcome to Helping Teachers Thrive. In today's episode, I'll be talking about the different strategies that we can implement when dealing with difficult parents, which can be especially challenging for early careers teachers and newly qualified teachers who've never come across this before. Um, and it can be quite nerve wracking and sometimes you can take situations personally. So I'm gonna be talking about different strategies that you can implement to help you in dealing with challenging parents and being professional and not taking things personally when things do arise and happen. Now, first of all, it's really important to actively listen to the parent's complaint frustrations. Now, most of the time, you'll get an email from reception saying that parents phone through, they'd like to discuss something, um, or sometimes actually, which is really important to get on really well with your reception staff, they will phone you and they'll say, look, just so you know, I've had this parent, they're a bit angry, a bit frustrated because of this reason. And they actually help to defuse the situation to begin with, but they also help to prepare you by letting you know what that parent would like to talk to you about. So you can then better prepare by making notes, for example, if you need to, if you're dealing with this for the first time, or speak to a member of SLT, or speak to a colleague, someone who's experienced and have, has had experience in dealing with these situations. But most of the time, they will ask for a phone call um, from you because they're frustrated or angry about something that's happened. For example, you've set detention for their student and they're not, that they're not happy with. And I'll talk about a couple of situations that happened to me in the past in terms of difficult, challenging parents. So listen actively, show empathy, and respond calmly and professionally. Because most of the time, the parent just wants to offload their frustrations and their angers. So they want someone to listen to them. And also, they've had their child's perspective of that situation. They've only had one perspective, one viewpoint, not yours. So they may come across as angry and frustrated and just wanna let that out. But just listen calmly, demonstrate active listening and respond professionally. And once you've listened to that parent in terms of you've taken on board their frustrations, not interrupting them, just let them say what they need to say. Let them tell you their frustrations before you then, before you then respond in a professional manner. And focus on solutions. Try to shift from the blame to solutions and coming up with solutions that work for everyone. Now, there may be situations where you're trying to come up with a solution with a parent, that parent's still not happy, they're telling you what they want. In this situation, be professional about it and just say, thank you for your concerns and thank you for your, um, thank you for your solution. I will speak with my line manager and I'll get back to you in the next coming days. Just let them know that you're gonna have a follow-up call with them, um, but you're gonna speak to your line manager first. And that's perfectly okay, because sometimes it will, you don't wanna escalate the situation and make it worse by disagreeing with the parents. So take on board what they say Say they've jotted it down, you note it down, you're gonna to speak to your line manager and you'll follow up with them with a phone call in a few days time, for example, or tomorrow. And make sure that your communication with the parent is clear and concise. No jargon that they might not understand. Be really clear on what you're saying. And I would always follow up the conversation, the phone call with an email, just laying out an email the things that you discuss with that parent because that helps you as well. So if there are any further complaints in the end going forwards, for example, you can take that to your SLT or your line manager, but we had this discussion. This is what we talked about. And I emailed them, I did a follow-up email at the end of our discussion. Now, I try to actually do that with most of my, e my phone calls to parents because I like things written down that are clear and they can actually see that. There are some schools that have systems where once you've had a phone call from with a parent, you go straight onto that system and you jot down the notes from that phone call with a parent. That's something really good to do because like I said, it protects you really, it's good for you um, and it keeps things clear between you and the parent, you, the school and the parent. So it's something that I would definitely recommend doing. Now, 
in the past, in my experience, <laughs> in terms of dealing with those difficult parents, I had one child who came to my PE lesson with a note excusing that student from PE, but they didn't bring their PE kit. Now, at the time, students had to bring their kit to our lessons, even with a note excusing them because they were injured, for example, as long as they can physically get changed and carry that kit in. Now, we did this because we wanted all students to be equal and not stand out because you've got one student in their, P one student in their uniform, everyone else in their PE kit. Because in the past we've had instances of, for example, bullying as a result of that and people making comments. So we wanted all our students in their PE kit. We also wanted their PE kit because if they go outside and it's raining, their uniform's going to get drenched. They want, we wanted them to be able to come back inside and get dressed, drenched, dressed, sorry, into a dry, warm uniform. So those are the reasons why we didn't accept letters without their kit. So I set this student a 10 minute detention and this student was actually one of our netballers. And the parent wasn't happy that I set them detention. She wasn't rude at all on the phone. She wasn't happy. I got a message from reception saying that they'd like to speak to me. So I called her up. I was really polite. I said, oh, hello, how are you? And she then proceeded to tell me why she wasn't happy with the fact that I set her at detention. I, then I explained the situation, the rules in school that we have for PE, um, why we expect all students to bring kit if they are injured as long as they are able to do so. I also said to her that I actually only kept the student for five minutes. I kept the students for five minutes, then I had a quick conversation with them and I let them go. Because I knew that generally they bring their kit and that was just a one-off, but I couldn't let them off not bring their kit because then that can affect my behavior management with the rest of the class. And she completely understood and she knew that I only set five minutes and she was thankful for that. And that she understood why she would need to bring her PE kit in with a note. So in that situation, I was able to defuse it quickly. She wasn't angry as such. She was a bit frustrated, that was it, but she wasn't angry with me. Um, I did have a student in the past where um, their parent came into school. They were really angry at me and they came into school after hours um, I don't know if it was five or six o'clock because I wasn't actually there at the time. And one of my colleagues who's part of um, senior team, senior management, had dealt with it. But this student at the time, this is a number of years ago now, brought me a note to be excused from PE um, because of asthma. And of course that's understandable. They didn't bring their PE kit. And back then, even when students didn't have their PE kit, they still had to take part in some shape or form if they were able to. Now I was doing a bench ball lesson and this student was a student who regularly didn't bring their kit, regularly tried to get out, didn't want to do PE. Now, of course, it's not an excuse because she had a genuine note as to why she couldn't do PE, which was completely understandable. Um, but as I was doing bench ball, I said, how about you just stand on the bench? Yeah, stand on the bench, be the person on the bench and play one game and see how you feel. So that's what she did. Um, unfortunately, of course, the parent was angry and came in, spoke to my senior management. Um, he spoke to me the next day. And I said, I explained the situation and why I asked her to play. I said, we were only doing bench ball. I didn't ask her to run around. Um, and I said, just try one game and see how you go. So in that situation, again, that was diffused. It was all fine. The student brought their kit the next lesson. So there are situations when it can be really difficult. And as teachers, if we have our own children, we do need to think about how we're dealing with other people's children. Like how would we want our child to be dealt with in that situation in school, for example? and how we like our child spoken to as well. That's really important. Um, so I, of course, followed everything. I followed the rules of my department, um, which is why we could defuse those situations because I wasn't doing anything untoward or anything that was against what we were doing within our department anyway. 
So it's also really important to get that support from your colleagues, get advice from your colleagues before you set a sanction, before you set a sanction, for example, or before you ring a parent. Get that advice from the more experienced people, members, team members in your department. Now, it's also very important, I've talked about this in the past episode, to build trust with parents. It's really important to do this. And so if you have a tutor group, for example, or you're a primary school teacher, you have your own class, build that trust from the very start. Email those parents, just introducing yourself, talking about what you have, um, what your students will be doing, for example, in tutor time um, in lessons going forward, so that you're starting that line of communication already on a positive note. Because this can really help in the future. For example, if you have to set that student attention or there's a situation where a student needs to speak to the parent about, they'll be much more supportive because you've already started building that positive relationship with them. So that's something I'd really would suggest that you do. I've done it with my um, year 12 and 13 vocational classes, my BTEC, CTEC sport classes. Just open up those lines of communication with parents very from the get-go so that if I have any situations with missed assignments, for example, not completing coursework um, situations, behaviour in class, at least I then have that, I've already opened that line of communication with, with the parents. I've started off on the positive route with them, on the positive, on the right foot with them, so that we can deal with those situations in the best way and with without parents getting angry and frustrated, for example. So regular communication is also really good. So I currently email out parents um, at least every term, just let them know how their child's been doing, what we've been doing in terms, sometimes every couple of weeks. Um, just so that they know what's going on um, in school, what their, stu- what their child has been doing. And it also just builds that trust between parents and schools. Because at the end of the day, the child is at the centre. The child's at the centre and we are working together to support that child. The school and the parent together. But it's also really important to establish those boundaries. You don't want parents contacting you, emailing you after hours in the evenings. And now um, what I have been doing currently in my school is that we actually have class emails. So if you have your own tutor group or your own class in the primary school, setting up that class email that SLT can also have access to, they have the password to, is really good for you in terms of supporting you as a member of staff, protecting you, but also protecting your well-being. So you're not getting emails from parents in the evening. You're only getting it to that class email that you check in the morning when you go into work. So that's something that's really important. You've got to set that boundary. Don't, if parents do email you in the evening at six, seven, eight o'clock at night, don't respond. Don't respond until the morning or schedule send the email because you want to, you want to create those lines of, those boundary lines really. You don't want them to know that you'll just respond whenever they, they've got an issue or they want to email you because it's not good for your well-being at the end of the day. So make sure you establish those clear boundaries with your parents, your children's parents. So additional strategies, I would say, like I said, seek support, but don't worry about getting help from anybody from SLT, senior management, and make sure you seek support if it's something that you've not dealt with before or you really don't know how to deal with in the situation. Um, It may actually be beneficial if you met with the parent with your head of department or with your line management, so line manager, so they're there to support you as well, and they can model to you how to deal with these sorts of behaviors in the future. The most important out of all of this is the focus on the student. Okay, the ultimate goal is to support that student so that they and they become successful. Okay, they can progress, they can learn lessons, and they become um, successful. So it's really important to keep that at the centre of everything. 
the student is our focus. We want them to better themselves. We want them to be able to progress in lesson. We want them to be able to become successful. And that's part of following these rules. That's part of um, not pushing the boundaries and respecting the teacher's decision, for example, but also identifying their behaviours and identifying when they may have behaved um, in a way that's disruptive and acceptable and then making those better choices in the future. So we're trying to teach our students these soft skills. So it's really important to remember that they do come at the centre of everything. Our relationship, the parent, the relationship between parents and schools, the child should always be at the centre. I hope you found value in this episode. Please make sure you hit that follow button so you don't, don't miss an episode in the future and leave me a review. Let me know what you think and what you'd like me to discuss in future episodes. But until next time, keep on thriving and keep on changing young lives. Thank you.